Closer Look is a public affairs presentation. Views and opinions of the guests don't always reflect the views of the ministry, and some topics aren't suitable for children. K-Love is committed to community. Closer Look continues with a look at local agencies, events, and issues. I'm Becky Hansen. This is Closer Look. Thanks for joining us. My guest today is Dr. Jeffrey Thake, Superintendent of Williston Public School District Number 1. And today we'll be talking about ASB Innovation Academy in Williston. Welcome to Closer Look, Jeff. Oh, thank you for having me. We'll be talking about the ASB Innovation Academy today, and I have to say there's been quite a buzz about this new school. Oh, it's it's one of the most uh, it's one of the most exciting things that we've ever that we've ever seen up here. It's one of the most exciting things I've seen being very close to the action through the American Association of School Administrators AASA personalized learning cohort. So the ASB Innovation Academy is currently for students in grades five to seven, and next year will begin grade eight. How is the concept different than traditional public school education? Well, I'm glad you asked. Grades five, it's eventually going to be five, grades five through eight. Our academy is all about being student-centered. You know, we're responding to student needs and feedback. We promote empathy through social-emotional learning, and we really empower student voice and choice. Uh, we're also very committed to design thinking. We seek to understand that, you know, the user challenge assumptions, redefining problems, and identifying alternative strategies or solutions that might not be instantly apparent. A lot of this is with collaboration and teamwork. And the thing that I really love about this is our partnership with the community. Not only going out into the community, but we're bringing people from the outside into our school community. Obviously, with COVID, there's some restrictions, but I mean, just trying to get as many real-world learning opportunities centered around project-based learning that we possibly can in a very technology-rich learning environment with flexible seating. And we're always a work in progress. We're gonna, we're always gonna keep moving forward. So our Innovation Academy, it's just, we're so thrilled just to have this facility. After two failed bond referendums. Uh, we launched a fundraiser. We had a committee called Moving Forward Matters. We had this old Hagen swimming pool right across the street from our old high school. And we decided, why don't we use one of our existing facilities? Because we're overcrowded, it'll alleviate space, and it'll also uh, pr protect and preserve the innovative practices of our district. So we launched a fundraiser, and in 45 days, we raised $6.2 million in donations from industry, the county, just people writing personal checks, and it really offset the cost. And here we are now, as of September 8th, we officially have students going to school at the ASB Innovation Academy, and we have teachers teaching there. It's just an amazing, uh, it's just an amazing place to be. I can hear the excitement in your voice. Is there a certain philosophy for this type of education? Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's about, it's a lot of it centers on personalized learning. We have an acronym that we use for the word uh, CREATE, you know, for our mission. It's Cherish Community respect individuality, educate each other, achieve excellence, think globally, and envision the future. And because it was an old swimming pool, uh, it's, you know, our, our goal is to create waves. <laughs> Through teacher guidance, students are empowered to embrace their own learning experiences. And even with waves, work, aspire, value, explore, succeed. And, you know, safe and civil, social, emotional learning. We really believe strongly in community and family involvement and student-centered learning. I understand there was a fifth grade pilot program in 2018 and 19. Was it a great success as well? Yes. We, uh, we, got, we got very creative with the way we allocated our Title II funds for professional development. A team of, I, I introduced personalized learning in 2018 when I first arrived up here in Williston, North Dakota. 
And we used title, we decided we were going to use site visits. I wanted teachers and teams of educators to actually see other districts who were doing some of these things. So I brought this team of fifth grade teachers uh, to another district and we, we took them to more than one place. And they came, after they came back from the first place in January of 2019, this would have been the Dysart Unified School District down in Surprise, Arizona, their Innovation Academy. They took, in, in three hours, uh, these teachers took mountains of notes. They observed everything you could possibly have imagined. And then they came back and started piloting in their own, uh, in their own team. And then three months later, I went up to visit the classroom. I would have thought they were doing this for three years. I thought I was on a site visit, even though I was in my own district, because of just how powerful and how quickly the transformation took place. And then we built on that. We created a sixth grade team. The sixth grade team went on some site visits. Then they started piloting. We did the same thing with a seventh grade team. And uh, there's going to be an eighth grade team in the, in the next year. And we're just going to keep moving, growing and evolving. If you're just tuning in, I'm Becky Hansen. This is Closer Look. And I'm here with Dr. Jeffrey Thake, Superintendent of Williston Public School District Number 1. And today we're talking about the ASB Innovation Academy in Williston. Jeff, the world is changing right in front of us. In what practical ways does this approach set kids on a lifetime pathway of success? Well, I look at I look at a lot of other high touch aptitudes. You know, I look at uh, kids need to know how to be collaborative, critical thinkers. They need to know how to work together, and kids need to know how to apply. I mean, real world learning opportunities is where is where learning is deeply embedded, and and it creates great experiences where kids start thinking about the future, about what they want to do when they're af- af- in life after high school. It really promotes forward thinking. It promotes working with others, and it it, it takes uh, traditional education. And it turns it upside down because now we're talking about real-world learning opportunities. This is, okay, these are the concepts and the skills. How do we apply them to solve a problem in a predictable or an unpredictable situation? And our students are getting those opportunities every day in the Innovation Academy. Is there a certain kind of student that responds to this better? Which ones really thrive in this environment? You know, I I always want to ask the fundamental question, how does each student learn best? Uh, The selection... Here's how we started with, uh, with building our Innovation Academy. The students who were piloting back in 2019, they got to stay in the academy, or it was their, their choice or their parents' choice as to whether or not they stayed or they went back, or they went back to uh, one of the buildings. Then we had, a, we had a brochure that we passed out, and parents would check a box stating whether or not they wanted their child to be considered for the Innovation Academy because there's only a limited number of seats. And then there was a third-party random drawing, and that's how students were selected for this year because we had two pilots going last year with fifth and sixth grade. And this year we, we, had, to draw for, uh, we had to draw for incoming fifth graders and the remaining uh, fifth and sixth graders are now sixth and seventh graders in the academy. And if somebody left the academy, because maybe this, wasn't, this type of learning wasn't for them, they would draw more names and then more people would get, more, more uh, students would get the opportunity to experience it. What kind of response have you gotten? Have most kids wanted to stay in the program? Yes. Oh, absolutely they have. Uh, it's, there's a combination of large spaces. There, there may be one classroom that's three classrooms. You know, it's, a, it's like three times the size of a regular classroom. And there's doors that are adjoining to two back-to-back large learning facilities. And then they have smaller breakout rooms. They have meeting rooms for kids who need intervention uh, and kids who might need some more intense guided, guided practice instruction. So it's really a combination of just about anything and everything you could imagine in order for students to be successful in a learning environment. Would you say it's more of a kinesthetic or hands-on type of program? Definitely, definitely. Uh, Project-based learning. 
uh, teachers have what's called uh, passion classes they created. Uh, we learned that at the Vista Innovation and Design Academy when we took teams to visit there out in uh, Oceanside, California. We observed out there in, in the in the Vista Innovation and Design Academy, a class called Forensics, another class called Wearable Technology. And what kids think is play for the forensics class, these kids were actually investigating a crime scene and they were applying higher order physics. And <laughs> this was at this other school. Now we have other classes. I mean, they're coded, they're coded in, you know, in compliance with what our state requirements are. But there's, there's this, uh, they have a class they teach. It's called, uh, it's not music, it's called songwriting. We have a teacher who's actually teaching kids to write songs in this class. We have another one, and this was the most popular one, which I couldn't believe. It's a combination of culinary arts and art, but it's cake decorating. <laughs> I mean, these, these are classes that the kids are excited to come to school, you know, to learn, and the teachers are excited to come to school to teach. So it's a win-win learning environment for our students and their teachers. You know, I can't help but thinking, I've heard a lot of people say, I sure wish they'd bring back shop, or I sure wish they'd bring back home ec. This kind of is that, isn't it, in a new form? Yes. Yes, it is. And it's, uh, we're really stretching the boundaries of uh, traditional education, or the way I like to say it, we truly deviated from the norm, because that's where progress happens. And one of my favorite quotes, without deviation from the norm, progress cannot happen. That was from Frank Zappa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've actually given presentations titled Deviation from the Norm, Personalized Learning in the Wild West. And this story, you know, this story about school and community relationships and a, and a community that is so strongly behind innovation in public education, uh, my feet were not touching the ground when I found out in 45 days we had already raised $6.2 million. That's really an incredible figure. So the program of studies is varied, I understand that, but you still have traditional courses as well, right? Oh, of course we do. Yeah, we still have all the core subject areas. Uh, we, just, we just take a lot of the concepts and skills from the core subject areas for the Innovation Academy, and we apply those skills to a real-world learning opportunity in partnership with some of our businesses and industry. Jeff, I know the pandemic has affected all of us in so many different ways. How did it affect the opening of the school? Oh, I'm glad. Yeah, uh, middle of July, I was informed that we had a construction worker who was renovating the Innovation Academy test positive for COVID. And three days later, we found out there were 52 construction workers who tested positive for COVID. They alerted us, but it delayed, it, it substantially delayed the renovation and opening on time. So our Innovation Academy students and staff did not have a building to start the year. They used a neighboring uh, center, like it's called the Raymond Center. It's like a, it's where, where uh, our local college plays hockey. There's gyms. It's like a sports complex type of, type of place. And a lot of the classes, it, thankfully, it was warm and the weather cooperated. Because one of the, one of the classes, they, it was called, they just decided to take kids outdoor on a, on a hike. And they went down to the Theodore Roosevelt National Park. And they, they did videos where they said, you need to take, bring this with you, bring this with you. And all the things that you would need for hiking purposes. They talked about nature. They applied it to like earth science, life science, biology, and just so many, so many cross-curricular opportunities for our kids. So in a way, they kind of took, made, made the best of not having a building at the beginning of the school year. And it was, it was really, it's, it's just so fun watching, watching you know, these light bulbs turned on, not just with, with students, but with staff too. It sounds like they just used what was in front of them and, and made education, kind of like parents do. That's right. <laughs> yes, that is, that's exactly right. And it, it worked out really well. Kids, the kids loved it. Uh, we have kids who transferred in. We have staff members who had kids going to the neighboring, uh, you know, cr Christian or parochial schools. 
and they they brought their kids to they their kids ended up getting accepted in the innovation academy and it's, their kids don't even want to come home they just want to stay at school they love it there so much this is closer look thanks for joining us i'm becky hansen with my special guest dr jeffrey thake superintendent of williston public school district number one and today we're talking about the asb innovation academy in williston you're going to find them online at willistonschools.org they're also on facebook or reach them by phone at 701 5721580 Jeff, I think one of the important questions that I haven't asked is is the whole school district like innovation school? We that's a, I'm glad you asked that too. Uh we have a lot of our schools who are piloting uh you know ways that we can incorporate student voice and choice, allow students to work at their own pace and chase their interests and strengths. One one of the things we have is uh we have these things called learning menus. And these are these are going uh, viral. Is is you know no pun intended. They're they're going viral across our district, where students have like they map out what they're going to do for the week, and students have choices of. I mean, young the younger kids they have choices about whether they'd like to read read by themselves, read with a friend. Uh, they have choices about how they you know do their you know do do their work. They they get to finish things early. They have opportunities to um, do some projects if they get done early. We also have this thing that's called a Coyote Academy. And that these are for this is like grades uh, K through 12 as well, and students are actually they're they're making board games. They're they're applying a lot of different subjects across the curriculum, and there's opportunities for project-based learning in all of our schools. Our high school, I think, I'm very I'm very excited about too because we're really starting to bring a lot of industry, and a lot of uh, you know you know in a lot of our uh, shops in town. They've, they've we've had career expos, we've had uh, you know job fairs. And we have students who are for summer jobs are actually getting hired by a lot of these places and students are getting a lot of real world, world uh, learning opportunities as well. So we've, uh, we have a career counselor at our high school who's actually dividing courses into career clusters. If students want to take this path, here's a pathway that you take in order to get there. And we're really mapping it out so students can really think about their futures. This is really exciting out of the box thinking for sure. So has the measure or definition of success changed? How do you measure that? You know, a lot of times uh, there's, there's a lot of critics about the standardization of public education. Uh, and, you know, when we start really looking at what our students know and are able to do, every single student has strengths. Every single student is a brilliant learner. How do we cultivate the talents of our students so they're in a position where they can make a true difference in life after high school? And how do they make a difference while they're, while they're existing students? What is a problem of practice that they could study and work on and report out on? I mean, these are the questions that we're always asking. Uh, what type of capstone projects can we can we use and, and learn and apply to what we're doing in in public education? Has anything surprised you since the start of the school? I would I would say since the start, uh, you know, just being in a pandemic crisis, uh, that's the, the thing that, that surprised me the most. I, I shouldn't say it surprised me. It was just very refreshing. Even though there's a lot of uncertainty and apprehension, people were just so happy to see each other. Kids were so happy to be back. Our teachers, our teachers seeing their kids was so important. Teachers seeing their peers and each other, that was also very important. And our students missed their teachers. <laughs> so it was so nice uh, just seeing that. There's just a lot of positive energy. You know, even in the face of a pandemic crisis, the energy is just so positive um, just among students and staff. And we want to keep building on that. What makes your instructors unique and effective? You know, there's teachers who teach best in a traditional setting. And we have a lot of students who learn best that way. Uh, there's also teachers, though, who really want to stretch the boundaries. They want to stretch the boundaries or the status quo. Uh, just, be, I mean, they they just want to try to they just they see things a little bit differently. They've accepted the fact that uh, 
you know, we have a moral responsibility to reach students in new ways. They've also embraced the fact that our kindergartners this year, by the time our kindergartners who just entered school this year, our grandparents, their kids are going to be in the 22nd century. And what would 22nd century look like as opposed to 21st century learning? <laughs> so, I mean, being able to think like that and knowing that public education and the way we and the way instruction is delivered and received, I mean, it, it needs to be upgraded and changed as frequently as we need to upgrade our cell phones. And once we once we adopt that, you know, growth mindset and forward thinking, we're going to be in a tremendously positive position to uh, really change the way public education looks. You had that huge success in fundraising. Uh, since then, how is the school funded? Most of our funding comes from the state. You know, this was in the face. Uh, it takes um, 60% in the state of North Dakota to pass a bond. And we tried to pass the bond uh, twice in, in, the, in the winter and spring of 2019. We were at 58.7% voting yes. So we just missed that 60% threshold. Uh, a lot of the funding is just, you know, most of it is state. It's more driven state than local. And uh, just the way we built our Innovation Academy, a lot of this, you know, to offset the total cost was, you know, in the, in the form of donations from the county, the city, industry. And the reason it's called American State Bank Innovation Academy is because the American State Bank was our greatest donor. They donated half a million dollars. Are there any additional fees for students to, to attend the Innovation Academy? No, no, there are not. Uh, free and appropriate public education, we believe very strongly in that. And uh, all, all that the kids need to do is... Their parents want if their parents want them to be considered for the academy, they uh, they check up they check the pamphlet brochure and say, please consider my child to go into the lottery. And then if their child is drawn, they get to attend. Do you have a success story you can share with us? Oh, um, being able to do this has been a dream and a vision I've had since 2015. I was in a different state at the time as a superintendent, and I've had this vision of rethinking public education. And understanding the, the true meaning of it takes a whole community to educate a child. This right here is a living proof of where it can happen better than any place I have ever seen. And I would consider this a tremendous success story. And what's nice is um, not once but twice now I've been invited to, to uh, be a, a presenter at our Governor's Innovation Summit. Um, I, get asked, we, I get asked a lot of times to talk about this in other places. I get called by superintendents all over the country you know, just about what personalized learning looks like in, uh, in Williston, North Dakota. And I, it, is, it just gives us so much joy and pride to be able to share that. And, it, and we are uh, we're penciled in right now. It's nothing official. It's COVID, the uncertainties. We are penciled in either this spring or this coming fall to host um, a national uh, cohort. The AASA personalized learning cohort could be coming to Williston and we could be at school where they could do a site visit. And we're, we're just so excited. To, we, we want people to see what we're all about. As soon as, COVID, as soon as we get a solution for COVID, we want our facility to be open. We want people to be able to come through and just kind of see what this, what this different type of learning and what this different structure looks like. It's not always easy to change people's minds from especially something like traditional education. Do you feel like this program kind of sells itself? Oh, absolutely it does. The way I design site visits, we usually, usually I introduce the vision and how we got to where we are. You know, the director of the Innovation Academy would speak. And then for 30 minutes, I would bring students. I'd bring maybe five or six students who would be sitting as a, like as a panelist at the table. And we don't know, I mean, the people who are visiting, we don't know what they're going to ask the students and we don't know how the students are going to respond. But one thing that everybody knows is the students are responding very honestly and authentically and reflecting about their own learning. And we learn a lot from our students in, in, the, in this setting. It's one of, my, it's one of the highlights of a, whenever we do building tours. And then we also have a panel of teachers 
who also get, you know, we don't know what questions are going to be asked and the, we don't know how our teachers are going to respond, but we know it's going to be a very honest, open discussion just about how to rethink education. And professional development, seeing it in action, being able to talk to people who are learning in action, teaching in action, there's nothing more powerful in professional development than seeing it in person and, and seeing a place where they're doing it and doing it well. As we're winding down the interview today, is there anything you would specifically like the residents of Williston to know about Innovation Academy? Uh, yes, it's, uh, it's the first of its kind in our state. Uh, it's, it's attracted local, state, and national attention with uh, just with the, the amazing things that are happening with inside the walls. And we have a community that strongly, strongly supports innovation in public education. And we want to keep moving in this direction and hopefully expand this even further through our district. And I cannot thank our community enough. I can't thank our parents and our students and for everybody who is getting behind innovation and personalized learning in public education. Jeff, what challenges are you facing? Uh, I would say very similar challenges. Uh, What impact is COVID going to have on uh, finance for public education? Uh, You know, how are we going to how are we going to respond, you know, in the face of uh, in the face of lesser funds? Uh, We just need to be very mindful of how we are spending. And that's going to be, you know, that's going to be something that we keep watching in the future. How can people find out more? Do you give open houses or tours of the school? Eventually, yes, we will. Uh, eventually, we will be able to bring people through. I even want, I want our industry, some of our hard-to-fill positions in the community. I want to reserve a back room to where, you know, if, they, if these people they're interviewing have kids, they're going to want to know the answer to the question, what are the schools like? Why not walk them through the Innovation Academy all the way to the back in a conference room and continue the interview? Again, you can find out more at the website, which is willistonschools.org. Jeff, before we close, is there anything else you'd like to add? Uh, I would just, I would love to say uh, as excited as we are about the Innovation Academy, we are just scratching the surface in a community that, that truly cherishes innovation in public education. The best is yet to come and we are just, we have only just begun. I'd like to thank my guest, Dr. Jeffrey Thake, Superintendent of Williston Public School District Number 1. For more information on ASB Innovation Academy, you can also email us at closerlook at klove.com. That's closerlook at klove.com. For Closer Look, I'm Becky Hansen. This has been Klove Closer Look. Find us online at klove.com.